Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building, building Materials Projectiles, J.D. and Logistics Committee, the Washington Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you, sir? And is the uh, is the guild striking? Uh, no, no. The guild is not currently on strike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, however, uh, it, it, leadership and management of the guild uh, is uh, is pretty oppressive, I have to say. I yeah, they really, you know, rule the anarchists with an iron thumb. With an iron, iron thumb. fist. Iron yeah. thumb? <laughs> yeah. Iron whatever. <laughs> so, I, I had nothing ready for that. That caught me out. out I, just, I just thought of it just now. I just thought of it you just now. You know, if you give me second. a little prep, we could have probably turned that into a bit. That could have been a whole that bit. That could have been a bit. But, you know, once again, your lack of show prep is, is just... Uh, very disconcerting, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I like to work off the fly sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's good, but uh, I, I uh, wasn't ready for that one. Hey, so uh, how's your ass, buddy? Oh, we're gonna go right to the ass. Let's let's go straight to your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Okay, instead of it being like a, a real big pain, it's now more of a mild annoyance. Oh, well, that hasn't good. gone away all the way yet. Yeah, you know, but it has been a mild annoyance. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna have some trouble this morning, but it all worked out. <laughs> Literally. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, since we're uh, basically the show is is uh, probably soon going to devolve into just a couple of men uh, talking about their ailments. Yes. Uh, Monday is a huge day for me because I am going to get all my fucking teeth pulled, man. Getting dentures. Wow. Yeah. Hold on, like removable kind of dentures? Yeah. <laughs> fucking chase the grandkids around to scare them with your teeth type dentures. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, this is going to add some whole new bits to the show. I know, I know. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm, I'm actually concerned that it's going to change my speech pattern. Oh, know? absolutely, it might. I might come back and you know sound like, uh, you know, like you got marbles in your mouth. Rush Limbaugh after his, uh, <laughs> he went deaf, you know, or something like that. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I'm not going to be sedated too. I'm going to have to be awake for the whole damn thing. Why? Yeah. Huh? They don't do the place I, I decided on doesn't do uh, sedation. Oh, you're a dumbass then. So it's uh, just Novocaine and tough it out. You know, probably going to get really high before I go in. But then again, I, I'm not sure if that's a good idea either, because you know how when you get really high, it's like everything you sense is like amplified. Oh, yeah. You, you don't really should have like, gone to a sedation guy. <laughs> you, you get an itch and it's like, oh, my God, this is really itchy. If I was going to have to do that, I literally would be like, OK, sedation would be the number one thing. Right. And then right. it would go down from there. Like if you weren't, that would be a red line. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I look, I'd, I, I've uh, shit. I've only got 23 teeth left in my head currently at this point. You know, still so. 23. It's take well, a that's while. what I'm saying. I've had like, you know, 10 extractions already. So and, and none of those I was out for. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be longer. It's going to be more uncomfortable and unpleasant but uh you know eh, what are you gonna do i guess you know? all right fuck it but man. yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be an interesting uh interesting change so I guess. you know and folks i, I just want to point out how little 
um, shame <laughs> that we both have and how little uh, or, or, or how open and honest we are <laughs> with you, the listeners, you know, because here we are starting off the show uh, talking about Alex's ass and, and my false teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are not normally the, the kind of things you that come what? out in Honestly, polite conversation. I think if more people listen to the show, we probably would limit ourselves. So no, no, fuck yeah, that. Not, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably go. Uh, you know, Even further. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or save it for hour number two. Or really something. go for no, nah, fucking really go. For I had a ride this week where I talked about the show. Yeah, yeah, I did have a ride this week where I talked about the show. And the one thing is, the guy looked it up and yeah. he was like, "Oh, you got two hundred and some episodes." Right. So that number actually meant something. I'm like, "Well, yeah, we do it once a week and this and this." And right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So like that worked out pretty well. Oh yeah. Well, you know, most people say, oh, "I have a podcast," you know, and you've got three episodes or something with like that. no consistency. Uh, right. There's been people that I've gotten on, into the car. They're like, "Oh yeah, I do a podcast," and right. I, I look it up and I'm like, "Well, you don't know." <laughs> no. No. <laughs> like you're not really doing yeah. it. Yeah, and considering that we have what two, what are we on two fifteen or something like that? I don't know. We're on some two fifteen, yeah, two fifteen, and since we do two hours each, that's really you know uh, four thirty. So shows that we've done we've essentially done two, at two fifteen. We'll you, we'll you don't you don't count, don't count the second no, hour. No, 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 no. no, that's just a bonus for people. So uh, uh, more old man ailments. You told me you uh, hurt your ribs this week. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is pathetic. You're so fucking pathetic. Uh, so here's the thing so in the when, whenever i drive doing uber right i always keep the front seat all the way up okay like all the way up all the way up well aren't you all like the, right on top of the steering wheel the passenger front seat oh right right right. okay yeah. so the passenger side i keep it all the way up and i keep the chair as folded far as far forward yeah. as possible give as much room in the back yeah, yeah and i don't do it to dissuade somebody from sitting up front i do it because most people want to sit in the back right yeah so the default position for the vehicle is just that yeah and it's most likely you're going to be pulling up on a curb and they're getting it in the passenger side so that's the spot that most people are going to sit in yeah, yeah yeah so but the thing is this though in order to reach that from being in the driver's seat and the one thing that tesla doesn't have is the ability to do that automatically which i really wish they would that would be nice to have some default position where i just push the button and it goes up right but it doesn't have that hmm. so i go to reach over to do it now the side of the you know the middle part between right. the two seats has got this like, like leather console thing yeah, yeah. but it's kind of rough like it's it's not rough, but like it's a it's a it's squared off. Right. It's not like a round thing. Not that it would have mattered for what I was doing. So I would go to reach over, and I wouldn't be able to go all the way, and so I would push even further right. over into the rib. Right. Right. And I would do it and be in pain, but like still would try to accomplish the thing, and then right. eventually I would accomplish it. <laughs> yeah. But I, this time, one time, I must have done it too rough. Yeah. And so like this part of my rib, like on the right side down at the bottom like hurts <laughs> like a lot yeah and so that's like a core area too so like moving around and laughing oh yeah are things, probably bruised a rib yeah i think i bruised a rib yeah and so like for the past week it's been like this yeah like it's been hard to sleep right oh damn that sucks yeah because you got to get in the right position and i'm a mover when i'm sleeping right and so like it's really kind of sucked yeah like it's been it's been painful it's 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 affected my sleep yeah and i just i can't believe it i'm just like what the fuck man come on <laughs> right like and it, you know you figure like i you know when i was younger 
and something like this happened a couple days would be, oh, be yeah, over yeah, with at this point. Right. But now that I've gotten older, <laughs> yeah. fuck, we're only nothing a, gets fixed right we're away. We're only a few years away from, oh, man, how'd you get that giant bruise? Oh, well, I brushed up against the shower curtain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, my ribs are, my rib is killing me on one side. Yeah. So, which I will say this does, does, um distract me from my ass hurting though well, that's true so like yeah. you don't know which one hurts more so you kind of focus more on the rib and you're less focused on the ass well and- I, I heard something one time and i don't know if it's true or not but uh the way our you know uh, nervous system works essentially is you feel the pain the most that is closest to your brain okay okay so if your neck hurts you're going to feel it more than you know if your lower back hurts or something you, you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if that's accurate or not but it seems to you know make sense the signals get there faster yeah yeah i guess so i don't know for sure but i will say that it's been it's been it's been painful like it's been like <laughs> fuck <laughs> like getting in and out of the car like just even the fact of getting out of the car is a mild pain right Right. So I think sometimes when I'm getting out of the car, like if I'm picking somebody up and I'm getting out of the car, like I probably look like I'm in, like I'm not happy. Right. So. And uh, just we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, AARP. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them. Fuck Fuck AARP. Hey, uh, uh, (laughs) speaking of old people issues, I got to tell a little story. And of course, uh, uh, my uh, 86-year-old mother-in-law lives with us. Uh, so, uh, one night this week, um, I'm, I'm, uh, her, her room is like down the hall from my office and I'm sitting in my office about 10 o'clock at night and I hear her on the phone giving out our address, you know, and I'm like, who the hell is she talking to at 10 o'clock at night, giving out the address. And then I hear her say, there's a man in the front yard. Okay. And so, you know, I shoot up, go in there. And as I'm walking down the hall, she repeated it. And this time I actually heard her more clearly. And she said, there's a manatee in our front yard. Okay. So I go in there. I'm like, what the hell hell are you talking to? She's on the phone with 911 reporting a manatee in my front yard. So my, my brain is, is like processing this information. So, of course, I immediately go out to the front yard to check. And as I'm walking there, I'm thinking, you know, did somebody kill a manatee and for whatever reason dumped it in my front yard? You know, what, what what's going on there? So I walk out in the front yard and there's nothing there. And uh, so I go back in and, and uh, you know, <laughs> I say there's there's no manatee in our front yard. And she goes, oh, my son-in-law said there's there's nothing there. So and I'm sure that the 911 operator was like, OK, ma'am, have a nice day now. Bye bye. <laughs> you know, And uh, so. Uh, apparently she was on these new pain meds that caused her to hallucinate and not only did she call 911 before that she called like the seabird sanctuary fish and wildlife she was calling like everyone she could find to report this manatee in the yard and finally they were telling her you know hey you just got to call 911 probably because they realized there wasn't actually a manatee in her yard yeah you know uh but yeah so she she got these pain meds and apparently one of the side effects is severe hallucinations and uh you know the the pisser is is uh they uh threw away these drugs before i could try any <laughs> they, they would, i'm like oh well where are they <laughs> let me let yeah, me get drug you right I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to test them for you <laughs> i i would pay big bucks for a drug that makes me see manatees in the front yard but uh yeah they wouldn't let me have any so they they hit them from me <laughs> those bastards <laughs> right it's just not fair but uh you know at least that's something to look forward to in old age is uh you know hallucinations 
So I guess so. And normally she's very sound mind. It was just a, a drug reaction, you know. But uh, yeah, to, so you're not going to have to take her phone to, to me. Her phone, her phone. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, what do you, what do you, privileges? She, yeah, privileges. Yeah. No, no. We, oh we won't God. have to do that just yet. So so. Oh, and I will give an overall Tesla update this week, though. Is oh, that okay. That car's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. That car's yeah. a lot of fun. It's so fast. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a lot of fun. And you pick and and the thing is this though, like so few people have actually driven in a Tesla before. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where somebody's walking up to the car and has no idea how to get in the car. Yeah. Like no idea. And so I have to get out of the car and weird, show them how yeah. to get it. A little bit, yeah. I mean, once you see how it works, then it makes sense. But like And the whole interior does feel like a spaceship. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does. It's like they designed it that way. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. You make you get a lot different kind of rides, you make more money doing it, so like it right. works out well. Yeah. But like it's been a... I've had to. I don't do as much airport now, just because I get more rides from other places. But yeah, you know, yeah. other than that, it's been it's been a lot of fun though. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get on to the news. And uh, last week we were talking about the uh, alien Mexi- the Mexican alien bodies that they presented before Congress. Yeah. And you know, shockingly, I've been asking a lot of people. Uh, pretty much everyone I talk to, hey, you know, have you heard about this? And virtually no one has heard anything about it. Okay. And last week. I was 50-50 on hoax reel. Okay. You know, like I said, there were a lot of red flags, a lot of, you know, it's the kind of thing that it requires such extraordinary proof that your initial reaction is going to be one of a lot of skepticism, right? Yeah, your default is skepticism. Yeah, exactly. You have to. I was telling this to Hallman. Right. And his default is total skepticism. Right. As a matter of fact, he's still of the camp of you're crazy if you think about if you if you believe in any of this. Well, you know, again, I was open minded on it. I put it like, you know, 50-50 odds. Yeah. Uh, I got to say this week I'm moving it up to 70-30 real. Wow. Okay. What happened on Tuesday is they took one of the bodies and they have six total. Okay. And they took it to a hospital uh, in Mexico City and they brought in a radiologist, an orthopedic surgeon, and uh, some other doctors and technicians, you know, a group of people. Um, And these are all, you know, respected people in their field. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they put it through another series of x-rays, CT scan, uh, uh, fluoroscope, you know, the the whole nine yards, did a whole imaging uh, system on the body. And so then they, you know, and they filmed all this live. And, uh, you know, they uh, the doctors were there and they were analyzing the imaging. And the doctors unanimously agreed that this, whatever it is, was not something that was manufactured or put together from other pieces or bones. This was something that was actually at one time a living organism. And a lot of the reasons they said that is, you know, the the way that things grew together, the way the wear patterns were between joints and things like that, you just couldn't replicate that using pieced together things. They found no seams in the skin. They found no detachments of organs or anything like that. So the consensus among these doctors, these surgeons and you know radiologists and things like that, was that this was an actual living organism. So now it's you know it's it's really starting to gain momentum and you did have some mainstream media reporting on that fact. The other really interesting thing that happened this week is Peru, the nation of Peru came out, the Peruvian government, came out and said, we want the bodies back, okay? Now, 
if this was a, a, a hoax, if these were, you know, some type of Fiji mermaid, some P.T. Barnum thing that was manufactured, essentially a doll put together with some live tissue and bones and from other animals or something like that. Why? First of all, these doctors would see that. OK, they would easily be able to point that out. And two, why would the Peruvian government want them back? Because they're originally found in Peru near Nazca, uh, where the Nazca lines are, uh, coincidentally. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just there's a lot of things starting to point that direction. Now, another thing that's happened this week is uh, the um, Mexican government is seriously considering uh, coming out and authenticating these and saying, yes, these are non-human um, you know, some non-human species that was not part of our evolutionary process. I don't know that they're going to come out and specifically say these are alien, but, you know, I mean, what other conclusion well, can well, you Well, yeah, draw? that's the thing, though. Like, if, you, if you're not going to go out and just outright and say that, but you're, I, I mean. Well, here, here's the thing. There could have somehow been a completely different evolutionary process that branched off for whatever reason at some point. And this species was just so completely isolated, it evolved in a completely different... All of that seems exceptionally unlikely. However, it's not, not outside the realm of possibility. It would be exceptionally bizarre, but it's not, you know, completely impossible. All right. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, folks, I'm telling you, this could actually be the, the, the disclosure. You know, as more and more evidence be, begins to mount on these bodies, we could be looking at, you know, the, at some point you may have to say, yeah, this is legit. And the fact that they have, you know, I, I don't know what the exact number is. I've heard different numbers, but it wasn't just like they found two bodies. They found a bunch of bodies in this cave. And apparently they were lined up like it was a burial chamber or something. It, it, it appeared to be like this was some ritualistic uh you know tomb for lack of a better term yeah but who put them there though you think the other aliens put them there or do you think that humans put them there well considering that there were humans in that area uh pre-columbian uh you know uh, uh indigenous people there um and considering that those people also uh made the nazca lines okay which are essentially were created at roughly the same time that these bodies carbon date to. Now, the bodies carbon date to somewhere between 1,400 years old and 700 years old. Uh, so they're, they're putting them roughly at 1,000 years old. Okay, And that's roughly the time that we believe the Nazca Lines were created. And if you're not familiar with the Nazca Lines, these are giant sculptures made into the earth. You know, some of them like half mile long they're they're massive but they weren't actually discovered by westerners until the early 1900s because you cannot see them from the ground you know you can only see them from the you sky. can only see them from from the air and and it wasn't until planes started flying over that they said oh what the hell is that no what are those lines and one of the major nazca lines is of a creature that looks identical to these bodies so, I mean, it, it's just, again, it could... I miss Coast to Coast. It could be, I, right, it could be a very, very elaborate hoax 
But if so, it's probably the most elaborate hoax ever instituted. Yeah. You know, because how do you create a body that, you know, can fool an orthopedic surgeon, a radiologist, you know, all these medical doctors that can fool a, T- a CT scan, Unless they're all MRI, in on it. Unless they're all in on it. They're That's all in the on it, That's the only thing that it could be. I don't think they're all in on it. Though. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah, so uh, again, I, I still <laughs> I still have a very hard time saying that this is legit, but there's, there's so much mounting evidence that seems to point that direction. Yeah. So this is a, a thing. I'm going to keep a very close eye on this, and I'll keep you folks informed, but there's... There's so little mainstream information out there, and there's also so many people that have already written this off as a hoax just from day one. Yeah, that's a hoax. That's bullshit. You know, it's, there's no way. That it's it's very hard to find information. I've, I've been having to translate things left and right from Spanish because Mexico is really yeah. the only country putting out a lot of information on it. All right. So hold on. So let me – and let me – again, let me play a little devil's advocate real quick because John said this the other night. Right. Why – well, then why is the mainstream media in America not covering it? I, well, I think that the main reason is is they don't want to look like fools. I, I think that's really what You just think they're being to. super careful. They're being exceptionally cautious. Yeah. But I've noticed the tone in the the few – uh, mainstream media sources that are covering this, the tone has started to change towards, you know, this is some really interesting stuff. These results are surprising. And, you know, they're, they're saying those type of things. Yeah. Um, so there, there does seem to be a shift. And I think that the first time that, you know, a New York Times covers it or, you know, a CNN or something like that, I think that's when probably the floodgates open. You know, if the AP comes out with a story that, you know, it looks like this may be legitimate, then all bets are off. And I think that if the Mexican government does come out and officially confirm these, which they haven't yet, um, then I think the floodgates probably open. Or people, and again, you know, I've had a lot of people say, oh, it's fucking Mexico, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? I, in, I think in some people's minds that, you know, everybody in Mexico is, uh, you know, some, some you know, <laughs> menial labor, labor trying to cross the Rio Grande. Like, that's right. That's right. Right, exactly. A little racist. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're talking about, you know, Mexican City, one of the largest cities on earth. You don't which, think they got, they you know, don't, smart people? Yeah. You don't think they have high-tech stuff? They don't have people who graduated from Harvard and Yale and Oxford, you know? Yeah. Right. That went back there? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. It's an entire country of people picking fucking fruit. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of Americans think, you know. Oh. And so I, you the know, fact like the whole American Mexico, exceptionalism thing. Oh this is God. when it gets a little skewed. I know because it's like look, you're not the only country with people that actually know things. Look, we are probably the most technologically advanced nation on earth, but, but we're that, not the only one. That doesn't mean that the rest of the world is some backwoods 19th century, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> like they're not performing human sacrifices down there still. Right. You know, the yeah. Aztecs aren't in charge. Yeah. I guarantee you that even in places like Somalia, there is a, at least one hospital with like people who can read a CT scan correctly. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> and in Mexico, there's a shit ton of them. Yeah, like yeah. they have millions of people that live down there. <laughs> I actually thought about going down there to get my teeth done. <laughs> that probably would have been a good idea. It would have been cheaper, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Got a vacation in, too. But, yeah, so very interesting stuff. And, uh, uh, folks, I'll, I'll keep on top of it for you, and uh, I'll, I'll give you another update next week if there's any news. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the thing is this, it's interesting. 
I think you're. I think that your reasoning behind why the mainstream media isn't covering it, though, is probably the right reason. I think that's why yeah. they're doing it, because yeah. they're afraid. I think that they're probably just afraid of, of looking like fools. Even though, look, I will say this in all fairness, they look like fools all the time anyway. Right. So, like, why, why, why are we having standards now? Well, the one thing I will say that in watching some of the social media interactions on this, there are right now botnets that are being used to call this thing a hoax so there is some either government or you know organization someone that has access to the resources to put a botnet together and an effective botnet to um actually try to discredit this so there is an active push probably by the u.s government maybe the chinese government maybe the russian government because you have to think if this whole thing is real everything that like uh uh, uh, Grush was saying uh, to Congress, you know, about we have craft, we have alien bodies, we have live aliens, we have all this stuff. Not only do we have it, China has it, Russia has it, you know, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, everybody has them, yeah. right? And if that's the case and you want to keep that secret, you're going to go to extraordinary links in order to discredit something that is a, a real, viable public disclosure. And I, I am seeing things that would indicate that there is a very large concerted effort to put out misinformation, to uh, flag this as a hoax, to make people feel stupid for just, you know, following the evidence so far. Yeah. And honestly, part of that is why I'm still not, you know, <laughs> fully committed on this, because I don't want to be one of those guys that comes out and says, yes, this is absolutely true. And then it does turn out to be a hoax and look stupid, you know, so that it's, it's affected the I mean, way we don't have a bet on this. No. So no. you can do what you want. Well, you know, still, I, you know, I have my, my credibility to think of. <laughs> you know? That's funny. Yeah. Well, no, that's cool. Hang on a I'm, second. You know what, man? I'm happy that you believe that. <laughs> I'm happy for you. You know what, man? That's, that's good. That's a testament right. to your inability to self-examine. Uh, perhaps, but <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. I you do, actually are very credible. I do, at least in my uh, perception of myself, which may be completely ungrounded from reality. Uh, believe that I tend to, uh, you know, make rational assessments of things. And and that's why I'm trying to maintain this, even though, A, I do want to believe, you know. I, I want to believe. Right. I want to believe. Yeah, I'm there on that. I want to believe. But it's a, it's a situation where it does, in order to believe it, it does require overwhelming evidence, uh, you know, uh, to to the fact that this is real. You know? Yeah, but this could Otherwise, be the you, smoking gun, though. It could be. It could be. This could be the actual disclosure point. And, uh, you know, from from what it seems like, if you follow what's going out in there, there are two camps right now inside of our government, at least. I don't know how it's going in other governments, but in the United States government, it does seem they are separating into two separate camps, you know, in the people in power and the people in the know and the people who have inside information on these these issues. One camp wants full disclosure. And they're the ones talking to the whistleblowers and, and things like and becoming whistleblowers themselves. And then the other camp wants to keep this, you know, completely quiet and discredit everything and, and you know, make sure everyone believes it's a hoax. So it's it's interesting how it's going to play out. But, yeah, we shall see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Now, yeah. I, I don't want to go in. I'm not going to go in order here. We won't go in order. Because, oh, you don't want to? OK. Yeah, because, again, the, the, the next story, we sh I should have changed some of the order because the next one is that doesn't rate to be second. Um, 
only because of the commonality of it all. But we'll get into that in a little <laughs> okay. bit. Okay. All right. Let's we'll do the UAW strike right now. So right now, the United Auto Workers are striking. Now they've now extended it to a whole bunch more plants. Um, the Chrysler's. I forget what the name of this Stellantis. company. Is. Yeah, Stellantis, which isn't even an American company. And well, Chrysler hasn't been an American company for years. Yeah. Even though they they do have like a lot of facilities in the u.s they're they're uh, owned by a foreign conglomerate yeah yeah well first they were uh daimler bottom uh you know a mercedes daimler benz yeah um and then fiat bottom and then uh they formed uh, a new company called stellantis and that's the current ownership group yeah which is also i believe based in europe well so those guys and the gm ones they've now extended the strike to a lot more of those plants, Ford's I guess playing ball a little bit, so they didn't they didn't increase the Ford strike. Yeah, Ford Ford came out pretty early on and gave indications that they were going to play ball. Yeah, so and but if you know what the strike is about, it's it's a very interesting strike. First off, one of the things that they're asking for is a massive pay increase. Right, forty percent over four years. Yeah, and and one of the things that they're claiming is is that. In 2008, when they had to renegotiate the contracts because the because we had to bail out the auto companies, right? That they had to take pay cuts, right? And they want that money back, right? So that's the one th- one one of the things. The second thing that they want is a four day work week, right? They want 32 hours instead of 40 hours to be considered a a a, a, a work week. So they want to go to 32 hours instead of 40 to be considered full time. Okay, and. They're again. It's, it's a weird, just a weird thing. Well, they're mostly hourly workers, correct? Yeah, I think most of them are hourly workers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's kind of weird that you'd want to cut your own hours. Well, I but I think that the reason for it is this though. They the, want overtime starting at thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, what the union is really concerned about is the move from the auto companies to go from internal combustion engines to electric cars right because the thing about it is and i guess it's not talked about a ton but it's 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 widely known there is a lot less moving parts right. in electric cars which also means you need a lot less people right in to order to build them, them and yeah. assemble them so the unions see what's coming down the road because of gov because the federal government is trying to mandate to the car companies that they have to move towards electric cars. Now the market's going that way anyway. Hold on. The market is going that way, but there's a difference between the market naturally going that way and the government saying you're not allowed to build com- internal combustion engine cars after That's this true. date. Yeah. Which is what they're doing. Yeah. Like the, the federal government, and this is, and again, look, there's a lot of times in which you can say that both parties are doing it and stuff like that. In this instance, you cannot. Is what do you that, mean? Only the Democrats are trying to f- use the force of government to get rid of the internal combustion engine. The Republicans aren't doing that. Right. Like yeah, they're, they, they're more drill, baby, drill. Yeah, they're like, let it go as long as it's going to go. Right. So there is there is a definite difference between the two. But so the funny part about it is, though, is that if you're a if you're a union auto worker person, what party that's in that what what of the two major parties really does have your best interest in mind? Hmm. That's interesting. And it would be the Republicans in the fact that they don't want to shut your fucking plant down. Right. Again. But by the same token, they want to break up the unions and say you're bankrupting the car companies. So, 
<laughs> but which they are. All right. Eh, not necessarily. I mean, it depends on where the negotiations wash out. Well, no, it, look, and a lot of times what these guys will point to is, well, you know, they're buying back stock and they're, you know, they're taking after looking after the shareholders and stuff like that. Right. Well, hold on. Here's the thing. In your fucking 401k as a union worker, you don't think you have some car companies in there? Like, it's helping you, too, uh, actually, indirectly. I wouldn't be surprised as part of their contract they have stock options where they, you know can buy stock at a much lower rate than the average person. Yeah. Which, so, like, some of this know, stuff is, like, you guys are getting the advantage of it anyway. Right. Which brings the I next... mean, if I was an auto worker, I would absolutely be investing in my own company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, this Wednesday, and again, I got to give credit where it's due. I got to give credit where it's due. In a genius move, or maybe it's just broken clock being right twice a day, Trump plans on giving a speech... To auto workers in Detroit at the same time that the rest of the GOP is actually going to be given a debate. Right. Yeah. Wow. What a sm- hold on. This move caused Biden to now have to go and stand with the auto workers on Tuesday, the day before. Right. Like Trump forced Biden in a weird way to go and do this, but Trump's going to give a speech to the auto workers on Wednesday on the same night that they're going to have a debate. Mm hmm totally eclipsing anything that the debate's going to show for one that's what it's going to do now depending on what trump says depending on what trump says well hang on we know what trump's going to say no not necessarily i don't know necessarily if i make cars they would be the best they'd be huge they'd be you know the best oh i got you okay okay i get <laughs> they'd you be okay. great now if if he f- i he- make the greatest cars <laughs> listen if he has he has an angle here where if he goes down the right road, he will be able to. He, again, he doesn't need all the auto workers. He doesn't need to get fifty percent of union members in order to win Michigan. Right. He needs like thirty. Thirty will get you Michigan. Right. Because you know, with with the Republicans that are already there, if you can eat out some of the union vote to go towards Trump, Trump can win Michigan, which he's got to win Michigan in order to win the presidency in twenty twenty four. What? You're, you're I, what? just deluded. What do you mean I'm deluded? You're deluded in the fact that you think that there is this guy nothing I've said is going to be eligible oh, to I run got... for office. Okay, I, he's not let's, eligible. Let's just go with the assumption that he is. That's a flawed assumption. It may be this dude is is going to, to prison. This dude, there's no way in hell you don't think he can win from prison. Are going to allow him to run because he essentially has disqualified himself uh, with. Only one of the uh, the three potential disqualifications <laughs> that you can have. Well, you can you can be not born in this country. You can be not thirty five, and you could have actually engaged in insurrection against the United States of America, I, well, which he's pretty soon probably going to be convicted of. <laughs> I, we'll see. <laughs> which that will be a guarantee he won't be on the ballot. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> but at any rate, though, do we have a bet on that? No, we don't have a bet on. We that. We should. Um, no, I'm I'm going to stick with my two bets. Okay, I'm st- right. I'm, I'm feeling safe with those two bets. Don't throw the alien bet in there, huh? Hold on, what side am I going to take? I don't know. <laughs> I'm with you on this one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't. Am I going to take the you. opposite side of it? Just like I'm not that much of a degenerate gambler. I, one can hope. <laughs> All right, so let me get back to this Trump thing. Okay, if he goes down the right road, and again, the Democrats have left open an angle, and so if he does some of these things where he'll tell the truth up there then maybe he could he could really do some damage to Biden in this race. Right. And but if he goes down the you know if he goes down the, the election was stolen it's rigged and all He's this other totally kind of stuff. He's totally going down that. Which he might. He might. Again, Look, he might. 
he might with everything that's in his head right now I mean, he. There's no way. There's he could just no have some way. of those. But every once in a while, the dude has like a moment of clarity, like we, he had with Clinton and the debate of, of when he debated Clinton in 2016. Yeah. Like when he debated her, he had a moment of clarity where he told a truth that everybody knew, but no, but nobody's ever just said, and he could do that again. He wasn't facing 500 years in prison at that time. <laughs> well, no, that's true, so, too. It, it, that's true, too. I, but at the same time, it's possible that this guy could go in there and just give a knockout speech that will screw up. Why the do whole I always thing. feel like you're secretly rooting for the guy? I'm not. It seems I like hate it. him. It seems like, let like me just it. make sure I say this correctly. I hate Donald Trump. I hate him more now than I hated him before. Right. Like I'm at I'm every day that goes by, I hate him more and more and more. But at the same time, I have to be honest and recognize a genius move when it comes up. Like when he does something that you're like, fuck, that's smart as shit. Yeah. Like this is one of those things. Yeah. Again, to go and give a speech, and, and again, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a way pro-Trump crowd. It's not like they're just letting any union member in. It's got to be union members that like Trump. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's right. got to be that. They're yeah. not going to go in there and let him get, maybe the, that one token guy in so the other ones can yell <laughs> at him and then and whatever. But if he goes down the right road, this will be the thing well, that changes I the entire, like it'll change all the polling data on this one a lot. I don't think that unions are necessarily as hard dem as they used to be. I think unions are a lot more purple than they they used to be. Yeah, I no, I, I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. But the thing is this though, publicly the leaders of the oh, union leadership. Oh yeah, is way hardcore left. Totally in bed with them. But yeah. the thing is this though, depending on what Trump says, those union people might revolt against their own leadership. Right. Right. You know, like depends on what he says. Like he if he says you know we're making it in America. And we're not going to force them to switch over to electric cars. Like those two lines. Right. If he hammers those two down, then he would do very, very well. Yeah, he really has no control over that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it doesn't matter if he has control over it or not. Well, he, what does, he, says. he does have control to lift any type of mandate for not making internal combustion. I mean, yeah, no, look. If he, if but he has a, no control over where they move the plants. No, not yeah. really. Other than giving them a whole bunch of incentives to stay in the U.S. And that's yeah. what they'll, and that's what he would probably do because he's definitely a corporatist. Yeah. So yeah. he'll definitely use the force of government to give people to give these guys a break to let them build here. Because there's one thing that he's that Trump is not, and that's a free trader. Right. Like he doesn't believe in free trade at all. No. You know, which again, I don't agree with him on this one, but at the same time, like again, I'm and again, there's no scenario. Let me make sure I also make this clarification here right there is no scenario whatsoever which i would ever 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 vote for trump really there is no scenario i don't give a fuck if he's up against adolf hitler and mussolini and 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 chairman mao so you'd vote for hitler is what you're saying <laughs> no, I just wouldn't vote. Alex is pro. I just wouldn't vote. There you I go. I just wouldn't vote. Now, if you just applied that to everything, you'd be a lot better off. Hold on. Let me give you a scenario. There's one person. There's one person running against that would be running against him that I could see myself voting for Trump. DeSantis. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you, DeSantis officially scares me more now than Trump does. I've been telling you now for months, DeSantis will drop out. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. He doesn't make it to October. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh. He doesn't make it to November. He doesn't make it to November. Of 2023. Yeah. He's dropping out. Hold on. He doesn't make it to November of 2023. 
Like, hold on. Is this bettable? Or is this in the category of a silver hang on, dollar hang bet? Hang on, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, I I I think he might just suspend his campaign or something like that. He might not officially drop out, but he's he's out. He look, DeSantis is out. I've been saying it for months. In fact, I, I've been saying it really since very early on, and the reason I said it, he's just going to keep stepping on his dick until everybody abandons him. And, and you know, he's already lost the, the vast majority of his big money donors. You know, he's not going to have the funds to maintain a campaign. He is just, he's too fucking stupid, man. All right. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily disagree with you per se. However, if you're giving it, I'm not, hold on. Are you November 1st and he's out of the race by November 1st? Is that where you're willing no, to go? No, no. I, he might not officially drop out. Um, but I do. And again, it's not bettable, but I'm just saying, keep an eye out on this. I think within the next two months, okay. He is going to dramatically reduce his campaign, um, suspend campaigning. I don't know if he'll officially drop out. He may just kind of hang in there in case some disaster happened. You know, like, like, for example, Trump goes to prison. <laughs> he might hang in for that possibility. Um, but I can pretty much guarantee you that he, within a couple of months, is not going to be actively campaigning. Okay, I, that's the thing. I can't call it a dropout, and I don't even know if he'll necessarily officially suspend his campaign. But he's definitely going to go pretty dark as far as the presidential campaign goes. So I think that's kind of the what you're going to see from his campaign. But there's no way, no way in hell he makes it to the actual primary election. It just it will not happen. So. And then Trump goes to prison, and who rises to the surface? It, it it then it becomes between Nikki Haley and Mike Pence. Yeah, and I think the majority God, of if this if this it's scenario going to happen, man. If this scenario goes down this way, it'll be amazing. I'm telling you. Well, hang on a second. Let's since we're talking about this, my Michelle Obama prediction. Okay. Yes, and Matt sent me this. Matt, you already had it up, but Matt sent over the article. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, I made this prediction on April 1st of this year that Michelle Obama is going to be the nominee. And now I want you to listen to what Ted Cruz has to say about it. Let's give a listen. Oh, hang on. That I think is. So here's the scenario that I think is perhaps most likely and most dangerous. In August of 2024, the Democrat kingmakers jettison Joe Biden and parachute in Michelle Obama. And I want you to pause and reflect on oh, that. Oh, I'm pausing and I'm reflecting as we, and so is everybody else listening right now. I view this as a very serious danger. I'm smiling right now because it terrifies me and I also could totally see this happening. So Michelle Obama, number one, you don't infuriate African-American women, which is a critical part of the constituency that Democrats are relying on to win. But number two, you avoid the problem. If you pick from any of the four, the other three are pissed because they're all to some extent peers. They're rivals. They're all jabbing knives at each other. Michelle Obama, because she was first lady, has the ability to kind of parachute in above all four and say, hey, we're not picking among any of you. You guys can all fight it out next time. You're all going to be on the same level. We're coming. This is the Obama saving the day. And I think 
in terms of a solution that unifies Democrats, there ain't nothing like that. I also think Michelle is not all that eager to run for president, but to parachute in in August of 24, a couple of months before the presidency, and suddenly wake up and be president? Not a bad not a bad gig. And that, folks, is exactly what's going to happen. Exactly. He nailed it. Well, I actually nailed it, you know. <laughs> you think Ted it? Cruz Five is listening to the podcast? And maybe. Like- now, wait, here's the thing. He's seeing the same tea leaves that the Democrat leadership is seeing and conversely the Republican leadership is seeing. This is the only path to victory, the only pretty much guaranteed path to victory that the Democrats have. Because you think if Michelle Obama's in this thing, she wins. Oh, without question. Well, no, no, no. I, I put it, I, I'm still putting it at, at 60-40. Uh, there's a 60% chance that she is the next president if she's in it. So, and, But you think it's going to be her against Pence? I think it's going to be Obama-Pence. That is going to be the matchup <sighs> in 2024. Yeah, it, look, it, again, I've said this you a thousand times. I've said it a thousand times, okay? Everything in reality is an algorithm. If you want to predict the future, you just have to do a series of if-then questions, okay? And if, if, if this happens, yes, no, then it goes this direction. And what's been happening is that algorithm has been slowly moving towards these two conclusions. You know, each, every couple of weeks, something else gets checked off that drives it to a much, much higher probability and a much, much narrower set of possible outcomes. And now, um, you know, on the Obama, Michelle Obama side, it's narrowing very rapidly. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's almost the only logical conclusion for the Democrats. On the Republican side, there's still some variables. But again, like I said, it, it, absolutely, DeSantis is dropping out or just going to become so ineffectual that no one even talks about him anymore. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Trump is going to prison. Okay. Um, the, uh, 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 Ravashwami, what's his name? Vivek Ramashwami. Ramashwami, not Ravashwami. I don't fucking know. Okay. Um, Who cares about that foreigner? Bingo. (laughs) Hang on a second. If 80% of Americans can't pronounce his name and he's brown, he ain't winning. Well, that's true. (laughs) Okay. No, that's true. But actually, I saw something on him the other day. He said that he would, uh... Uh, uh, pardon Snowden and Assange and uh, Albrecht and you know, I'm uh, <laughs> like, yeah, man, go. It, too bad, uh, too bad you can't get elected. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I really too would bad. like to see somebody that would actually pardon those people. Too, too, too bad you're, uh, you know, uh, uh, vaguely uh, Middle Eastern looking in America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, even though he's Indian. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's the reason. That's the direction we're going, man. It's just it, it's it's not some you know I I don't have a crystal ball or anything. It's just that's an it's life is an algorithm, and these are the options, and this is the way it plays out. You know. Yeah. So, hey, uh, do you want to go to the uh, second story now? Oh, the Menendez one? Yeah, since we've been talking politics, we might as well get on to well, it. Well, we'll do this one. Okay, we'll do this one, and then we'll also do the other one. Um, let's, let's go this one first, though. So Senator Mom, Bob Menendez of New Jersey, it, for the second time, right. 
is being charged with bribery. Well, it was a hung jury the first time, so. Yeah, you know. him and his wife were being charged with bribery. So Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey and his wife were indicted in New York on federal bribery charges related to their alleged corrupt relationship with three businessmen from their home state to protect those men and benefits in the nation of Egypt. So basically, they were... They, working yeah now this guy was heading like the foreign affairs committee by the way right yeah so like this guy was in charge of the foreign affairs committee right and now it, you know looks like it's been some corruptions going on so now he's he didn't resign from everything he just re- resigned from that foreign affairs committee oh did he okay well yeah. he was a chairman of the uh the foreign yeah affairs he's, committee. he's gotten yeah. he's off of that now but he's not going to actually resign right it wasn't foreign affairs. Was it foreign relations? Foreign relations. Yeah, foreign. Rela- yeah, foreign relations. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to bribe somebody, I guess that's the person you bribe. Hey, look, pretty much. I don't want to say all senators and congressmen, but the majority of them are on the take from somebody or other. You know, honestly, when you get to Congress, I think like you're going through the orientation. Okay, uh, the senator, uh, you know, the, the cafeteria is down there. The hours are uh, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And, um, you know, here's uh, here's your office. And uh, if you need anything, just pick up the phone, dial zero. Um, oh, and you also have your, your choice of uh, who you would like to be bribed by. Uh, let's see who's available now. Uh, we've got the Saudis. They're always a good option. Uh, big Pharma, of course. Uh, yeah. you're, you're automatically enrolled in the, in the Big Pharma. And, and of course, uh, the military-industrial complex. You're automatically on those payrolls. Uh, but you have your options on some of the more boutique bribery, uh, you know, uh, availability. Yeah. So, so you who would like, you like? You to look charge? like an Egypt person. Yeah, you know, Egypt. Uh, you know, a lot of perks to that. They they pay in gold and envelopes full of cash. Also, you get a Mercedes out of the deal. So, as as long as you vote the right way on issues uh, affecting Egypt, uh, it, it's rather lucrative. And I swear to God, it's like how it seems like in Congress. And you know, here's the thing: I don't understand. And I really this 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 blows my mind that we live in a country where constantly, constantly the highest ranking members of our government are exposed in corruption scandals. They're exposed in in just the worst type of hypocrisy. They're exposed on being on the take from everybody you can imagine. And also, we live in a country where, like, 8% of the American people approve of the job Congress is doing. 30% of the American people approve of the job uh, that the president is doing. Okay, So we have a bunch of corrupt people running the country who we, we see it every day. They're convicted all the time for it, and the vast majority of them get away with it. Okay. Yeah. They're pretty much all doing it. They just most of them get away with it because they're not so stupid as to have gold bars with Egyptian fingerprints laying around their house uh-huh. and and envelopes of money that came directly from the Egyptians. Yeah. You know, most most Congress people are smart enough to launder that in some way. Yeah. You know, but the stupid ones get caught. And we have a, a government uh, full of politicians that literally the vast majority of American people don't support, yet we honestly believe as a nation that we cannot function without them. Hold How on. does that no, happen? No, 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 hold on. It's even worse than that. Yeah. And 90% of them get reelected. Yes, yes. And we keep reelecting like the it's same not like, people. It's not like we switch them out all the time. Right. Like most of the time, if once you win the first time, you're just going to keep winning. Right. Right. Even if, look, but it's all the rest of them that are corrupt, not my guy. Hang on. My guy's not corrupt, Adrian. It's everybody else's guy that's corrupt. I was watching CNN. He took my phone call. 
okay, uh, about the Menendez. Look, blatantly obvious he is being bribed by a foreign nation. I mean, that is like on the level of espionage or treason, treason, right? you'd think. Okay. CNN was having a panel talking about how do you think this will affect his reelection chances? Jesus Christ. Right. Right. It's like, what? You know why? Because they want him to get reelected. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how, how do we live in a reality which this guy could possibly get reelected? Well, but we do. But but those people in the media have a vested interest in keeping that guy in office. Well, no, I, I, not even necessarily. I think they're probably just right. <laughs> you know? No, they're that just could like, be true. Well, you know, it's, it's this might be tough to overcome. Maybe a challenger could come along and, and unseat him because he is being indicted for the second time for bribery from a foreign semi-hostile government towards us. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> how? 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 Yeah, you know, but then again, the front runner in the presidential uh, campaign right now is a guy who's like been indicted twenty times, and for several of them for insurrection, some of the others for espionage. I mean, this is the world we. It, it's how do you, how do you people do this? How do you fucking people wake up on the first Tuesday in November and go to a fucking polling place and vote for anybody? Why would you want any government whatsoever? Why would you want any of these people having any control over your fucking life? It makes no sense. I swear to God, I do not understand it. What what is it with you people that makes you think you're so dysfunctional and incapable of governing yourselves that you have to have the most corrupt people that possibly exist on the face of the earth controlling your lives and dictating your actions to you and controlling your finances. Explain it to me. Uh, There isn't an explanation. (laughs) And yet, if you say, well, Mr. Angry Guy, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe we should have a government. You're like, well, you're crazy. <laughs> really? Well, no, that's, that's I'm the, one the crazy thing this, one. Look, at this point, when you have, again, emergency spending bill after emergency spending bill with threat of shutdown, with threat of shutdown, with constant inflation going on, with nobody happy with any of these people, how do you, how do these people not only keep getting elected, but keep getting reelected? Right. Like, right. how do you. How can you look at anybody up there and think that I just wouldn't want to pick somebody else? Again, randomly selecting names out of the no, phone book no, no. would be better. Just than- not have anybody running our fucking lives. We can figure this shit out on our own. Hey, we need a road from point A to point B. Okay, who's going to build it? Well, I, I would profit from having a road there. Okay, you build it. Done. <laughs> I, Done. Okay, listen, I do understand what you're saying, so let's take it one step at a time. Right. So uh, in lieu of your no government at all. Right. Which, I again, most people aren't going to agree with that one. Uh, but I, I can't understand there is not why. An, hold on. I'm not saying there's an argument against it. Right. I'm not saying there's not. Look, I'm not saying there's not a mass psychosis going on right now <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Because, again, these <laughs> you, people. You are, folks have been gaslighted. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, okay, la- the last ride I had on Friday. It was a doctor. She used to be private practice, and now she is managing some OBGYN at the, at the hospital. Right. She explained to me why she got out of private practice. 
and it was the onerous regulations not getting paid off of the kind of work that she was doing right. that it was so labor intensive because of government right that we that she was like you know she she got out of private practice and now she's doing this right and her solution to it was nationalized healthcare I, I I can see that from from her perspective. I can see, but that. I and I said yeah. to her, I said to her, I go, look, let me ask you a question here, because I'm like, and at this point, I was, I I wanted. She actually was a nice lady, so I wanted to engage in a, a good conversation, right? And I said, look, you just explained to me why the government screwing <laughs> this whole thing up, up yeah, and that why why you had to get out of private practice, yeah. So let's give it all to the government. Why would you give it all? The, and I said that. Why yeah. would you give it all to the government? Right. Well, they've already broken it so much at this point. You got to do it somewhere. <laughs> right. I'm like. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. But see, that's the mindset because in her mind, she can't even conceptualize the idea of just not having government involved at all. Just gone. It's it's out of there. You know, it, if you took them completely out of the equation, look, it wouldn't be perfect, and that's what people have to understand. It's never going to be perfect. Yeah. There there's no. There's no such problems. thing as perfect. Yeah. There's always going to be problems. But the difference is, is you will have more people who are earnestly working to solve the problem. With government, that's not what you have. I think you'll have less people with problems. Yeah, probably so. Overall. Yeah. And I think that those problems will be solved a lot quicker right. because you won't have the onerous regulations. Yeah, yeah. Like, my first thing was, why don't you just get rid of the thing that makes you have to hire all these different people? Right. Like, why don't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually a really good conversation with this lady. Me and this lady had a good conversation. We did argue over one thing. Well, we didn't argue because I kind of shut up at that point. Right. But she said it was cheaper with insurance than it was without insurance at a hospital. It really depends. It can depend. I don't think so. Well, she may not be taking the premiums into account. You know, it really depends on, on what kind of plan you have, the premiums and so on and so yeah. forth, whether it's cheaper or not to pay out of pocket. Now, but, I did ask her what she thought about direct primary care, and she said she actually was in favor of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she knew some of the other stuff, but it was just one of those things that I was just, uh, are we done? Are uh, you getting ready to pod up? Uh, in a couple minutes, yeah. Okay. okay, thank, okay. thank you for interrupting the show to point that out, Shut that I'm moving up. levers Shut and up. buttons and knobs around. So, it was really wow, nice. Wow, you just really broke the fourth wall there. You just destroyed the whole illusion. There the is illusion no fourth wall that, on the show. That we set there, up for our there listeners. There is no fourth wall on the show. No, There's like, never been a fourth wall on the show. <laughs> no. There will never be a fourth wall on the show. We're not building the wall. No, <laughs> build the wall. We're not building build the no, wall. We're not building the wall. We're not building the wall. No, you got a couple more minutes. Go ahead. All right. So the last thing I wanted to bring up was Congress or the Senate has now made a change. And the change that they've made. So there was a dress code for as long as oh, yeah. as long as there's been, you know, the Senate, there's been a dress code. Now, it used to be powdered wigs and buckled shoes, but it's not that anymore. So the Senate ditches the dress code as Fetterman and others choose casual clothes. It's not really in others. It's fucking Fetterman. It's Fetterman, by the way. yeah. So Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said on Monday and uh, that staff uh, for the chambers at Sergeant-at-Arms, the Senate's official clothes police will no longer enforce a dress code on the Senate floor. <laughs> clothes police. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not in favor of this. Because you, you dress exactly like Fetterman. You have a uniform like Fetterman. I'm not a congressman or senator. If I was a senator, I'd wear a fucking suit. Ah, there you go. There you go. The change comes after Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman has been um, unapologetically wearing shorts as he goes about his duty. 
Um, voting from doorways so he doesn't get in trouble for his more casual attire. Honestly, I'm going to need more time than what we're going to have here. All so right. I might as well just cut it at this point. We'll talk about well, we'll talk about this right at the beginning of the second actually, hour. Actually, we you know we we thought we didn't have a lot of material, but we've got so much good stuff to talk about in the second hour. So if you'd like to join us, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber, you support us, and you get a bunch of swag, plus an extra at least hour of content every week. We'll see you there.